Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Beetroot. I know, we are back. We know you have missed us. <laughs> it has been so long, but we finally made it out of our homes, off of our terrible technical video stream that we were doing. <laughs> and we're back in the studio. We hope you're all doing well. We hope you're safe and healthy. Yes. This episode actually has a title of its own it symbolizes new beginnings mm -hmm. this episode is titled homecoming homecoming thank you beyonce <laughs> for inspiring us we give you all the credits <laughs> we'll be uh dancing quite like you do but um <laughs> we'll be doing some other things which is reading poetry Ooh, way um, more exciting <laughs> we have chosen poems that symbolize new beginnings mm -hmm. we're finally coming out of our hiding places yes. and ready to start the year afresh we want to like raise your spirits we want you to like come out of this episode and just feel like you're ready to take on this weird weird world consider us your resident hype men <laughs> this autumn exactly Marta what poem did you bring with you well I brought one of my very 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 favorites um well actually it's not a poem it's actually lyrics because this was a song that's um, not, um, I don't know, if, like, that's not a, uh, <laughs> that's never been done before. <laughs> that has never and suddenly, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, w this is a new season, Lottie, we're going places, okay, we're well, trying out on, new things. Hold on to your seats. <laughs> um, so I brought Baz Luhrmann's sunscreen. Um, Great. This is, I'm just going to read it, but. Every time I read this, at least for half a day, I have hope in life and humanity. <laughs> Wear sunscreen. If I could offer only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proven by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they have faded. But trust me, in 20 years, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You're not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. The kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste time on jealousy. Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, it's only with yourself. Remember the compliments you receive, forget the insults. If you succeed at doing this, tell me how. Keep your old love letters, throw away your old bank statements, stretch. Don't feel guilty if you don't know what you want to do with your life. The most interesting people I know didn't know at 22 what they wanted to do with their lives. Some of the most interesting 40-year-olds I know still don't. Get plenty of calcium. Be kind to your knees, you'll miss them when they're gone. Maybe you'll marry, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have children, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th anniversary. Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance, so are everybody else's. Enjoy your body. Use it in every way you can. Don't be afraid of it or what other people think of it. It's the greatest instrument you'll ever own. 
Dance, even if you have nowhere to do it but in your own living room. Read the directions even if you don't follow them. Do not read beauty magazines. They will only make you feel ugly. Get to know your parents. You'll never know when they'll be gone for good. Be nice to your siblings. They are the best link to your past and the people most likely to stick with you in the future. Understand that friends come and go, but for a precious few, you should hold on. Work hard to bridge the gaps in geography and lifestyle because the older you get, the more you need the people you knew when you were young. Live in New York City once, but leave before it makes you hard. Live in Northern California once, but leave before it makes you soft. Travel. Accept certain inalienable truths. Prices will rise, politicians will philander, you too will get old. And when you do, you'll fantasize that when you were young, prices were reasonable, politicians were noble, and children respected their elders. Respect your elders. Don't expect anybody else to support you. Maybe you have a trust fund, maybe you have a wealthy spouse, but you never know when either one might run out. Don't mess too much with your hair, or by the time you're 40, it will look 85. Be careful with whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past back from the disposable, wiping it off, painting over the ugly parts, and recycling for more than it's worth. But whatever you do, trust me on the sunscreen. Oh, thank you, Baz Lerman. Manifesto <laughs> for joy and self-love. Oh, I just think it's great. Yeah. And it's part part LSD worthy music video in some sense. Definitely. Part valedictorian commencement <laughs> speech. And yes. part because he starts, doesn't he? He's oh, like class of ninety seven. Yeah, that's not in the lyrics that I found online, but he starts with ladies and gentlemen of the class of ninety seven. <laughs> wow. Imagine that being your if you if you graduated with Baz Luhrmann being the valedictorian <sighs> of your I would be in a different place. <laughs> I reckon those people are very successful now. I think so. But I think that's also what I love about these kinds of poems but there's also like in films just like these you know like ferris bueller's day off or like something that mm. raises your spirit is that ultimately in the day or two you're gonna forget this like feeling that you had yeah. but it creates this like lust it's for like life yeah. excitement yeah and you're like oh yes mm. maybe life is crazy and exciting and yeah. i want all of it there's some people that are capable of creating that feeling like Charles Bukowski is also mm. someone who manages to like stir the fire of, mm. of, of the human soul, yeah. in, which is actually, I think, something that's quite hard to achieve in poetry without it being cliche, mm -hmm. because you can really wander into the realm of, um, yeah, just ickiness and yeah. when you're like oh i'm kind of disgusted by this but <laughs> this really avoids it but i think it's because it relies so strongly on humor just the fact that mm. the main piece of advice that he's giving you ultimately is to wear sunscreen and then obviously it's not about sunscreen but you know he like goes on these tangents of like you know be careful with other people's hearts and don't put up with people who are not careful with yours but then he's also like floss and like that kind yeah. of just comes and he sets it up nearly as a whole joke because he starts with the sunscreen and he kind of ends with the sunscreen and you kind of have this like smile oh. on your face, which also I feel lifts your, your spirits. Little did Baz Luhrmann know that supermodels would be telling us all to wear sunscreen, <laughs> guys. My makeup artist told me. It's to all about that SPF these days, wear guys. SPF. My moisturizer, of course, has SPF inside it. <laughs> of course. That actually came to mind when I thought about this. I was like, I everyone's telling me to wear sunscreen nowadays. Yeah. Um, so I don't wrinkle like an old hag. Yeah. But I think also what's interesting about this is like, 
the self-consciousness that it has about the fact that we're so desperate to find some sort of like meaning or as inspiration in our own lives mm. you know the, what he says about the advice at the end like you know be patient with people who dispose who give advice you know it's just their way of picking up the past and trying to dust over the ugly parts and give it for even though he himself worth. is giving advice he's exactly. like i want you to take this with a pinch of salt but 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 that's why it works yeah. so well because it's conscious of like the fact that we're all looking for that and that maybe only in a few moments will you find these moments where you feel like oh mm. you know it, it's the most inspiring of poems but also the most blasé of poems because mm -hmm. it's like you can take whatever you want from this it's also long enough for people to dispatch their own knowledge mm -hmm. from it um yeah i i also feel like it keeps telling us to you know enjoy the power and beauty of your youth like mm -hmm. we are not permanent there mm. in no way are we here forever mm -hmm. like he's constantly reminding us of our impermanence mm -hmm. through a poem that is permanently going to exist and it's gonna i remember actually my um school tutor had like a free period that he had to fill with us and of course like fumbled to to see what he, you know he could educate us with and he actually showed us this and i'm i'm really grateful really? actually because it has like stuck when you said you were bringing it i was like oh that is something that really takes me back to i think i must have been 13 or like a snotty acne ridden <laughs> teenager <laughs> in like year nine or something who heard this and was like oh like it's not so bad after all like, oh, I, I guess i guess i, I can combine through, through the thickness of my braces <laughs> I do look pretty good these days, I don't I? Good. I do look pretty great, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it does appeal to all ages. Like, I think if you show this to any member of your family, like grandma. Oh, yeah, my dad is the biggest baby. fan of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Just oodles of respect for him. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I remember also the first time I, because it's uh, like a song, and the first time I listened to it, I was on a bus uh, when I moved to Amsterdam. And I was also this new beginnings like uh, kind of fetus. yeah and i was listening to this and i had just kind of the feeling of like okay i can do it then i arrived at central station and my phone was out of batteries and i didn't know where i was going and i cried <laughs> for like <laughs> shall i just wear sunscreen and maybe i'll find my way to my it's house it's fucking raining do i still need sunscreen <laughs> but i feel like in that moment i just had some sort of like lust for life and mm. to get something out of experiences and i felt grateful and appreciative yeah yeah i like the don't worry about the future or worry but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum um it's really asking us to be very informed about the problems or the ideas that we're dwelling on or the concepts that we attach ourselves to he's mm -hmm. sort of saying i want like make your choices live your life but i want you to be informed about it mm -hmm. and let me try and inform you i think i spoke to you once about the new fiona apple album i can't oh, believe we're here it's so good yeah fetch the fetch the bowl cutters yeah fetch the bowl cutters um bolt oh yeah bolt, bolt cutters yeah bowl. why are we cutting bowls <laughs> the bolt cutters and that is kind of a very feminine version of this which is appealing i think to any any woman who finds themselves in the same position as fiona apple mm -hmm. and she's like look enough of the competition needs to be a bit more allyship here yeah. i want you to make informed decisions here's what i know and while we're at it let's go on a hike together like let's go let's go walking you and i i'm the ex-girlfriend of your boyfriend but 
let's be friends. I think we can help each other out here. Yeah. And I think Baz Luhrmann is doing something very similar. Like in a capitalist framework, we're supposedly meant to compete all the time. Mm. In university, it's competing for the best grade, the best confirmation of, of, of our worth. And he's saying, look, we, it doesn't have to be mm. this competition. I'm going to inform you about about what I've learned. Yeah. I mean, he's also, you know, the commencement speaker of a graduation. That's what mm. they're there for, to yeah. pass down the wisdom. But that's also what I like, because I feel like often in these kinds of things that I find inspiring or in manifestos, exactly what they're saying is like, oh, we have found the answer and now we're going to give you the answer. Like, you know, like if you look at the Futurist Manifesto, mm. it's like, oh, the answer now is like speed, 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 you know, like lifts life to the fullest. Blah, blah, blah. But I, what I like with this sort of speech that he does is that he's kind of letting us be uncertain and letting, you know, like he's like, you know, most of the interesting people I know don't know what they want to do when they're 40. And, you know, he strips things down to... Like, you know, he's not really giving us any answers, but he's letting us exactly fetch the bolt cutters mm. and cut ourselves away from these kind of pressures that we can have and focus on the things that are important, like our skin and our teeth <laughs> and like skincare. our siblings, you know, and to let go of all the little things, you know. So I feel like it's nice that he is giving you an answer by telling you that it's also OK not to have the mm. answer and to just look around you at a certain point. He's answering our question with another question, like, mm. uh, do you want to listen to this or do you want to, you know, exercise your agency? I think those are the best manifestos, though, which leave you the space and the room to interpret. I mm. think if I sort of think to my limited knowledge of history, <laughs> the manifestos which have been put forth in very black and white circumstances um, with crystal clear conditions, mm -hmm. people really you know find a lot of friction there and struggle up against them mm. and and don't do so well you know they get very yeah. frustrated in those positions where they're being told to do something yeah. we're being told something but we're not being told to do something yeah every time he says that he's like yeah don't worry about the future uh -huh. or worry like or you know or Maybe you can. There's that. It's not black and white here. There's also mm -hmm. gray area when I'm asking you, th when I'm telling you to do something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think also maybe one last point before we move on to to your poem, unless you have I any. Said, um, I wasn't even keeping track of the time. <laughs> Has it been so long? <laughs> um, I think also another point is that he he's not in this like. Um, I mean, although you feel powerful and strong, or like you feel like you have agency and you can do things after you read it. What he's mostly focusing on is our vulnerability, the fact that we need mm. to take care of our bodies, we need to wear sunscreen, we need to water our relationships like plants and take care of like our friends and bridge those gaps in geography. So he's really emphasizing our vulnerabilities and our limits and our ephemerality. Mm. But in that sense, it kind of gives you the strength because you, if you embrace all of that and if you lean into it, and it also gives you the realization of of like right now than what's in front of you, you know, if mm. all of this is so um, like feeble. Yeah. And in every stanza, the poem is, yeah, poem, lyrics, music video, song is reinventing itself. And mm -hmm. I think that's the, it's a manifesto for new beginnings because every time you read it, you get this, you get the same fire, mm -hmm. but the fire is going to burn something different each time. Yeah. I've definitely listened to this poem like on multiple occasions mm. and had really different kind of 
things that it inspired me towards. Yeah, I think we all have that poem that we turn to in times of, holy shit, like, oh, nah. Yeah, that <laughs> was uh, after the corona crisis. I was uh, sunscreen I had by Baz I something like that every day. I was <laughs> like, okay, time to reinvent myself. I was like the David Bowie of quarantine, <laughs> if you will. Ziggy Stardust is in, I was reborn several times. <laughs> but it is funny that you brought along a kind of manifesto because my poem has also been described as a manifesto of the imagination, mm. which I think is something we all re-engage with in our quarantine four-walled existence. Um, it's the only thing that some of us can escape with. Um, it's William Carlos Williams' Spring and All, um, which is actually part of a much bigger um, poetry yeah, collection. It's like prose and poems all combined into one. But it was released at the same time as T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland. So T.S. Eliot oh. is there with The Wasteland, like overshadowing William Carlos Williams. It's funny because I hesitated to bitter. bring The Wasteland. Oh, <laughs> then we would have really had it in the red corner and in the blue corner. <laughs> ding, 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 because ding, ding. I'm here to give William Carlos Williams the recognition he deserves for this yes. um, poem. Because... I think T.S. Eliot has, has had enough attention brought his way. Um, but yeah. So also you can find in this collection the Red Wheelbarrow. Oh. Um, so it's part of a, a greater cycle of poems. And I'll, I'll read it for you. By the road to the contagious hospital, under the surge of the blue mottled clouds, driven from northeast, a cold wind... Beyond the waste of broad, muddy fields, brown with dried weeds, standing and fallen, patches of standing water, the scattering of tall trees. All along the road, the reddish, purplish, forked, upstanding, twiggy stuff of bushes and small trees, with dead brown leaves under them, leafless vines, lifeless in appearance, sluggish, dazed spring approaches. They enter the new world naked, cold, uncertain of all save that they enter, all about them, the cold familiar wind. Now the grass, tomorrow the stiff curl of wind carrot leaf. One by one, objects are defined. It quickens, clarity, outline of leaf, but now the stark dignity of entrance. Still, the profound change has come upon them. Rooted, they grip down and begin to awaken. Mm. Mm. Oh, exciting. The New Jersey boy. Huh? <laughs> Rutherford, New Jersey. From Patterson, I from, heard. From <laughs> Rutherford. I'm a big fan of Patterson, the movie, actually. Yeah, both it is a great Sometimes film. I'm like, am I a big fan of Patterson or am I a big fan of Adam Driver? That is the question. Yeah. Also, the other actress, what's her name? The Iranian mm. actress. She's amazing. Oh, I hate that we've forgotten her name and we remembered Adam Driver's. <laughs> to be we'll fair, I so also didn't better. know Adam Driver's name, so I didn't know any name. What a dish. <laughs> when in doubt, Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought it was very apt because mm. it begins by the road to the contagious hospital. And I don't know if anyone heard about a little thing called coronavirus. <laughs> But we're all guys. on the way to the contagious hospital at some point. Um, it's just an image that really is, is very striking at this moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, Carlos Williams was also, 
a doctor. So where is he? Yeah, I, I know what a dish. Huh? <laughs> New Jersey boy, so so well educated. <laughs> wow. Um, so he's a smart man, smart man. <laughs> um, and it's almost as if like he's. When I found out that he was a doctor as well, I was like, oh, he feels entirely control mm. in control, like he's going to work or something. Mm. Um, but it's the poem spends a lot of time. Um, sort of documenting this decay and mm. the the state of yeah I hate to say it but a wasteland mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry to rub salt in the wound <laughs> um, but it, it keeps describing these patches of standing water as if the, the earth cannot absorb a, any more water mm. it's it's about to overflow like something's going to burst yeah. also reminds me of that episode we did with Catherine when she brought along um, WB Yeats, The Second Coming, mm-hmm. and it's like the center will not hold. It's a very similar image mm-hmm. that he's conjuring of something's about to burst. That's a very strong image. But it's not it's not as violent as, as when Yeats does mm-hmm. it. I think he's really like out for blood in that poem. <laughs> um, whatever that means. Something's got to give. <laughs> like something's going to burst. But he's really um, accepting the slow fate of change. Mm-hmm. And he's writing this in 1923, um, he's just come out of World War One. He's sweaty. He's dirty. He's mm. just had a shower from World War One, and Europe is not looking very good. Yeah. Um, so this wasteland he's depicting is also kind of a a metaphor for Europe. Mm. And I also don't know if you heard, but Europe's in a bit of a state right now. Is it? Is it? Oh my god, so cute. <laughs> You're so full nice. of information, Lottie. I. This is the eleven o'clock news. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> today um yeah but then how do you feel because so he describes all of this these muddy fields these patches of water but i don't feel like the um, the explosion at the end is violent in any way no it's really soft it's like it's like an awakening so that's you know, as though, and he's noticing the same things, you know, he's talking about leaves again and everything, mm. but this time the outline is clear. He's looking, so... Well, he, well, he sets it out change. for us. He says, um, sluggish, dazed spring approaches. So this this whole poem mm. is called Spring and All. Spring is inevitably, inevitably <clears throat> going to come around the corner, mm. but it's coming very much at its own pace. Mm. Like spring, if you think about it, is a very beautiful time of year and things open slowly. I, I never mm. notice spring in one day. I, I notice it over the course of a few weeks, yeah. over a month maybe. Like there's a very slow transition into that season and every transition is mm. beautiful. And I think he's setting us up with an image of of such darkness, of such decay, of rot, so that we can really appreciate the slowness of Mm. this change. So the stiff curl of wind, wild carrot leaf, um, clarity, outline of leaf, um, still the profound change has come upon them, rooted, they grip down and begin to awaken. So he's sort of saying this change Mm. is inevitable. Yeah. It will come and it will be profound, but we can't rush it. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> a very loud sound. Yeah. Um, and it, it mustn't be disturbed. So yeah. I think he also equates the metaphor of spring to the change that comes after World War One. Mm. For him, he's feeling quite restless. Europe's Europe's a mess, a hot mess. It's a hot mess. Hot mess. That it really is. Um, and I... I think he d- does a very good job mm. of portraying that metaphor 
very yeah. accurately and also providing us with a little bit of hope the new yeah. beginning yeah i think so and also i i really really like this poem actually i'd never read it before um but i think that it's a portrayal of change and transition and hope mm. that well first of all because it's such a, a metaphorical image i feel like it can be applied to anything i mean it can be applied to now with the whole corona crisis it can be applied to your post-world war one mm. it can be applied to your own personal life like it's a metaphor but i feel like it really insinuates this change that's not gonna come like you know a slap in the face and one morning you'll wake up and actually you'll have the answers but something that is going to come so slowly that just at some point you're going to open your eyes and look back and realize that things have changed you mm -hmm. know time has moved on and also the change is within the same things you know it's the same leaves it's the same trees it's the same road i imagine mm. that he's taking to the hospital we're like just each day interpreting them differently and exactly. we're learning to see different things there's a really good line from george the poet who's like written a poem in the light of coronavirus and mm. he says what if the new normal is the normal we knew what if it was there all along we just have to learn mm -hmm. to look a little closer and to notice it um but the end of the poem i think provides us with maybe a really good thing to take away in this moment mm -hmm. um rooted they grip down and begin to awaken in order for change and for progress to really um to have staying power it must be rooted it must be strong enough to grab onto the things that it's trying to change mm -hmm. um before we even begin to considering to to consider awakening um and you know coronavirus that's one thing but also there's a huge social justice movement mm -hmm. um that is happening right now and we have to remember that change is not linear mm -hmm. it'll take you know a flower mm. to speak in a metaphor uh, you know a flower uh, blossoming or yeah. a lamb being born in the, in the sense um that it'll take many different events happening all over the world yeah. to contribute to this kind of change yeah and i think that's how this poem is deeply hopeful to a certain extent because i think mm. that if you think of change or progress or any kind of action in a linear way um i remember i was watching a while back a documentary about the la riots um in the 90s um after um the killing by uh, a white policeman or like the video like kind mm. of the first vi video that went viral of a black man being killed by a police officer yeah and honestly it was so depressing to the extent of like how much this could be a documentary about now even though it's a documentary that was made 30 years ago mm. um but i think that where this poem has some sort of you know enables people to maintain hope in kind of because hope is so necessary to keep on moving forward otherwise you just kind of let go yeah. and you know stop walking is that it gives you an idea that maybe things are not linear maybe that you know hmm little things can appear among the way and because i mean it, push it can be the, direction or the politician's power tool but it can also be our own weapon to mm -hmm. use you know hope is such a strong thing if it's harnessed in the right way if it's written about eloquently enough in, in a poem with enough feeling then it can really drive something home and and have immense impact on on the progress it's trying to mm -hmm. document mm -hmm. it's trying to capture a moment in time mm -hmm. this is post world war one and he's looking forward for us and mm -hmm. we look forward with carlos williams um 
and we ha- we have to have poets and artists who do the same for us now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we often question what is the role of art? Isn't it all? What does this all mean? Isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, pretty silly to to sit here writing poems and mm-hmm. and listening to music when you know we should be out in the streets. You know, getting getting angry, mm-hmm. but it's all part of the much bigger picture. That's what roots mm-hmm. us into the ground. Because yeah, and I think no, go ahead. Well, we can document these riots and, yeah. and you know, getting angry and, and we can document the protests through video. But yeah. back then, this was the only way to document change and anger mm-hmm. and, and hope and fear and all of these human emotions, which yeah. you can only write about them. Yeah, for sure. And not just document, but also, I think, uh, arise those spirits, because I think a huge issue these days is a massive feeling of apathy, you know, because mm-hmm. we constantly are seeing horrific images and kind of this bombardment to the extent where you don't feel anything anymore Mm. but when you read these kinds of poems or when you watch these movies listen to these songs they they hit a chord or a string in you and they make you feel angry feel sad Mm. and it and from there i'm not saying that that's where the that's it's any way a solution or anything but it has that power Mm. not just to document it but to make you feel it yeah, they're the catalyst for change that we need to keep producing if we're going to go <laughs> forward in this way. Onwards! Onwards! <laughs> so, well, that was us for today, I, I think. I think we'll wrap it up for this week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure, Lottie, to oh, it's always read a pleasure poems to sit with across you. from you. <laughs> and we hope that your new beginning goes very nicely this week. Yes. And it doesn't have to be on a Monday. No, it doesn't have to be on Monday. Now, talk for like... Five seconds while I find the exit music. <laughs> we, I don't know if anyone noticed, but we have new uh, theme music. It's nothing, there was no bad blood between the previous artist at Mm-mm. all. It's all good. No, we love But them. it's a new beginning. Exactly. So, And with new beginnings come also new endings. New